It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. BYU football wrapped up fall camp yesterday with their final scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll get you some of the sounds from that. Kalani Sitake as well as Elisa Tuiaki and Jeff Grimes spoke to the media afterwards. We'll get you some of their thoughts on today's show. Also need to talk about another rumored game for BYU. Brett McMurphy announcing that BYU has reportedly signed a deal or will have a deal to play UT San Antonio. What does this mean for BYU's football program and the schedules they move forward? We'll discuss that. And we'll also catch up on the Player Countdown series. Who is the best former Cougar to have won the number 17? We'll run that down for you here in just a little bit. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at rockauto.com, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them here in just a little bit. All right. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 21st, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. If you haven't done so already, just a quick reminder for you guys to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode of this show as we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day as well as passing along insider tidbits that you will not find anywhere else. So a big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. Kicking off today's show, BYU has officially entered game week preparation mode for the Navy, not the home opener, their season opener out there in Annapolis. And I'm looking forward to this because it gives BYU essentially a two and a half week game week uh, period to really knuckle down and prepare for the option. Kalani Sitake talked yesterday about ending fall camp and what it means for him and his team to have had a good scrimmage yesterday. If any of you heard the media sessions with Kalani Sitake as well as the coordinators yesterday, you heard him talk about the fact it was a pretty balanced scrimmage. Both the offense and the defense had their moments, which was a far cry from the previous two scrimmages where, according to what we heard, the offense absolutely dominated up and down the field and the defense couldn't do much of anything. Well, Kalani Sitake spoke to the media yesterday, and here's what he had to say about the defense and how they performed in the final scrimmage of fall camp. Uh, we saw a really good, experienced uh, defense out on the field. And, you know, I think if you look at it, offense had some bright spots, defense had some. It was, it was, a, it was a, a, a complete battle between the two. So uh, I got to go watch the film. But I would have to say right now it was an even, even match. Uh, if you look at, you know, the guys that we had on the field, I thought they played physical up front. If you're an O-line, D-line guy, it's pretty much whether you're, you're thudding up or tagging or, or – live tackle it's for the old lineman it's all live so um you know I, I was really pleased with the physical part of the game from the d line and i think the the you know the twos are really stepping up and starting to close the gap between them and the ones right now the ones with the experience that they have and the uh 
no, the, 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 just being out there, the savviness, being able to play with the with the, the same scheme and uh, play fast is a lot easier for them. Um, you know, the, the other the newcomers are starting to get along, but we we feel really good about the talent that we have on defense, and I thought they matched up a lot better than they did the two previous times we went live. So there you go. Kalani feeling better about how his defense performed yesterday once they had all the ones in there. If you guys listen to this podcast every day, you would have known that I told you guys during the previous two scrimmages, a large amount of the quote-unquote starting defense sat out those scrimmages due to dings, dents, and just other reasons. This time, it appears that the defense was out there in almost its entirety and sounds like they played a lot better. And that's encouraging, I think, because BYU's offense... To their credit, they've been absolutely dominant so far in fall camp, and that's a positive sign as BYU gets ready for the coming season. But it's nice to hear Kalani talk about the fact that the defense had a bounce-back effort in this scrimmage. Uh, not to say that the offense didn't have its moments, as you heard him talk about. So it sounded like it was more of a draw today. Both sides had their moments, and not one side dominated the other, which would probably portended a little more concern, especially if the offense had absolutely smoked the defense once again. But now BYU turns their attention to getting ready for the option attacks from both Navy and Army to open up the season. The good news is they got some extra time here to get ready for it, and Kalani talked about what they will do to simulate what Navy especially does on offense, and here's what he had to say in that regard. Probably a a number of different people. You know, we'll we'll try... um Probably some some of the scout team receivers uh, that can do that that are quick and be able to do that be able to get a good read and good look for us. And then we'll you know we have other guys that, that have been in the system before. I think we've had guys like Jason Money and others that, that can run that 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 option for us too. So um, th- that's going to be our focus is getting to that. We'll have more opportunities to go live with our scouts because we have to um, with this with the option defending the option. So uh, we'll get uh, some of that work go start it tomorrow and then we'll we'll do a little bit of it. Um, but we'll, we'll get some more live work next week and then uh, you know we'll see how how much live we need to go next week. But I think that in order to simulate that the 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 scheme we have to see our guys cut live looks from our scouts and uh, and, and give us the best op- uh, option to see it as quickly as possible. So we'll, we'll do whatever it takes. And then seeing that, you know, we're going to have our first two opponents be this type of scheme, it, it helps out getting an early jump at it and, and having our guys learn it. And it's good to have it back to back. Did you hear that? Did you hear that nugget right at the end? to have it back-to-back, guys. We've talked about the fact with the scheduling for BYU, playing on Labor Day evening, you wouldn't get back to Provo till what? Early, early Tuesday morning. To turn around and try and play a game that Saturday would be very tough for BYU, but Kalani just said back-to-back. That indicates to me that there will be a bye week on quote-unquote week two for BYU. They'll spend that week after the Navy game kind of licking their wounds, learning what they learned from Navy, and then begin preparations for Army the following week when they have to go back out to West Point on September 19th. I think it's actually a pretty smart scheduling tactic for BYU. I think it'll keep these guys fresh. It'll allow them to have some extra time to heal up because these two option teams, Army and Navy, are going to be cut blocks for days. Guys are going to have really sore legs. They're going to have their work cut out for them to slow down these option attacks and I don't blame Kalani Satake for wanting that bye week in there to start off the season because you're going to need some time here to keep these guys healthy as well because you had another schedule coming up after that you have a game against Troy soon after that as we talked about yesterday Texas State can be shortly thereafter and as we'll talk about here in just a little bit UT San Antonio on the horizon as well so 
going to be an interesting season for the Cougars, I think. You're going to start out facing two option teams, and then you go to more traditional offenses in terms of your opponents going forward after that. But this BYU defense has its work cut out for it, especially early on this season. Now, the quote that made all of the headlines yesterday came from BYU defensive coordinator. And you know what? I'll just let you hear the question and answer. Here you go. What has been your career history defending the option in your uh, football career? Um, I've, I've had zero. Yep. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that that's a concerning comment to hear from Elisa Tuiaki, but Kalani Satake has defended the option, especially against Navy as a defensive coordinator. And as you, I've talked about on this podcast, if, if Kalani Satake is not the quote-unquote defensive coordinator without the title, he is the co-defensive coordinator right now for BYU, especially in preparation for both Navy and Army. He's taken on a massive, massive role with the BYU defense. He's working heavily with linebackers. He has done so since midseason last year. Don't let anybody tell you that he is not connected with his players and he's the quote-unquote CEO of the BYU football program. Kalani Satake has gotten his hands dirty, and he's working extremely hard, and this team will be ready for that option attack. And of, co- of according to some sources I've talked to around BYU, they actually have a coach who has a history of playing against Navy as a member of the American Athletic Conference and also before that as an independent, who has actually been coming in and talking with the BYU coaching staff about defending the Navy option attack. So they are wasting no time, no resources. They're having the best guys come in here to help them prepare for these games. I know that the Navy game comes up first, but by extension, a lot of it translates over to when BYU faces off against Army on September 19th. I expect that BYU will be ready for this. It'll be a matter of these players playing disciplined when it comes to defending the option. Now, final thought here from Kalani Satake, and I had a chance to ask him, in terms of the morale of the team, as they make the transition now from fall camp proper to game week preparation, well, how's the team holding up? Here's Kalani on that. Oh, they're really excited. I think right now we got to the point where it was like we had to move on, you know, because I, I think they're just getting, uh, although they love competing and hitting and getting after each other, I, I know that they want to start moving to to focusing on our first opponent and, and started developing the depth chart and starting to see guys that are going to get, you know, where they're going to play, where there's special teams, offense and defense. And I think that's going to be the next transition. So it's, as we progress towards the season, they're, they're getting excited because that means that the, the game is close, you know, being, I think, what, two and a half weeks away now. So there you go. The BYU Cougars, they are now preparing in earnest for the Naval Academy. And I'm excited This game will be played unless something unforeseen comes about, like a government mandate, whatever it might be. But BYU has every intention of traveling out to Annapolis and playing against Navy. They have plans to play Army, what, 12 days after that. This season is coming, folks, and it's going to take something pretty magnanimous to get BYU off of the field at this point. Get excited. It's very exciting because I've been waiting to watch football all year long. It's what I do all year long. I love doing this podcast, especially during football season, because of the passion of you guys, you BYU fans out there who listen to this podcast every day. Your passion during football season, it's completely different than even in basketball season. It's, it's unbounded, and I love it, and looking forward to this upcoming year. So 
We'll have more on this here in just a second. We need to talk a little bit about that UTSA rumor coming out from our good friend Brett McMurphy from the Stadium Network. What does it mean for BYU to potentially have seven games on the docket with more to come? We'll examine that here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at rockauto.com, guys. rockauto.com is the best place to get all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. All of us rely on our vehicles. Some of you, like me, probably have a daily driver, and some of you have probably uh, stopped driving your daily driver now that you work from home. But those of you who still drive to work every day, like myself, I make a commute every day into the station to work for the Zone Sports Network. Well, guess what? When your car breaks down, it feels like there's a part of your body that's gone down. You need it. You have to rely on it. And rockauto.com wants to help you guys out by giving you reliably low prices on all of those parts that your car, truck, or SUV will ever need so you can keep it running in tip-top shape. You need a specific kind of motor oil. You need a new part for it, a new struts, new springs, whatever it might be, a new radiator. rockauto.com is the answer for you guys. Go to rockauto.com, check it out. You can search by your model name, your vehicle number, your VIN, whatever you need to be, and you can customize your search. You have a specific manufacturer in mind? Search by that. You have specific specifications for the parts you're looking for? Look by that. You want to get the cheapest price? Search by price. It's completely customizable when you go to rockauto.com, guys. Check it out. Make sure to let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you by writing Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box when you stop by. It lets them know that our listenership is supporting this company. They've been around for 20 years online. They have the best prices out there. And the best part of it all, it's shipped directly to your door. So check it out, guys. That's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low pricing, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out online right now at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Let's talk some more BYU football scheduling. Yesterday, Brett McMurphy, one of the foremost minds and insiders when it comes to college football, tweeted out that BYU has a game scheduled against UT San Antonio, and it appears it'll be a home game for BYU. Yesterday, we talked about the report out of the Austin American Statesman about Texas State being a quote-unquote money game where BYU pays Texas State to come to Lavelle Edwards Stadium to play that game. It appears there are two different options for that game. It could be the weekend of October 3rd, which is General Conference weekend, and normally BYU likes to play that game if they're going to play one that weekend on the Friday ahead of General Conference. So in theory, Texas State and BYU could be on October 2nd, which is that Friday, or they could push that into later October on October 24th, the weekend before Halloween. There's a mutual opening for both programs, speaking of the Bobcats and the Cougars. So we'll see which one that slots into if the reports are true. And I have no reason uh, to, re- to say that the report out of the Austin American Statesman, Kef uh, Ciardello, uh, I don't have no reason to refute him. In fact, I talked to somebody who knows Kef extremely well, and they said that they have no reason to 
think that he would not report this or he would report this superfluously. He wouldn't go out there and throw this out there against the wind without it having some legs to it. So it appears for all intents and purposes that Texas State should be announced in the near future. And of course, I have the same thing. I have the same trust in Brett McMurphy. He's being told by somebody that BYU and, and UT San Antonio have a game. That game, according to Brett McMurphy, is going to be scheduled for October 10th. Uh, so BYU, if these two games, speaking of Texas State and also UT San Antonio, come on board, that'll give BYU, as it stands currently, five home games and two road games. Obviously, the two road games are early on this season, the back-to-backs, as we just talked about, at both Army and Navy, uh, in reverse order, Navy, then Army. But then you have five home games scheduled here. And I've said it before on this podcast, I'll continue to say it. BYU is happy to schedule as many games as they can possibly get up to the maximum of 12 that you're allowed in the regular season. They will take any game that they feel like is in their best interest. And it looks like for these two games, speaking of both Texas State and UT San Antonio, both of them are quote-unquote money games or buy games where BYU is going to pay both of these teams to come to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They'll be a one-off. They're never going to play again. It'll actually be the first meeting between the programs, speaking of UT San Antonio and Texas State, against the Cougars. And this is a year of like first-ever meetings. Uh, Army's a first-time meeting for BYU, North Alabama. Like I just mentioned, Texas State, as well as UT San Antonio, and even Troy. So BYU is going to get a lot of uh, experience, I think, facing off against Texas teams. And hey, if BYU wants to play all of the Texas teams, make a phone call to Rice. Call North Texas. Call UTEP. We know that TCU and uh, also Austin, UT Austin, speaking of the Texas Longhorns, are probably off the table at this point. Well, they are off the table. But if you want to play in the state of Texas... There are still plenty of teams down there you can play. Obviously, you still have that home date with Houston that stuck around from the original schedule announcement for 2020. So BYU could be a fixture in the Lone Star State this year. The majority of those games coming at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but there'll be fan bases in Texas watching this game. And in theory, plenty of recruits seeing the Cougars in action. I think as it stands for the Cougars right now, it appears that coming across a Power 5 game at this juncture not going to happen. And Florida State yesterday announced a home game against Jacksonville State. There have been some rumors out there on message boards and the like that BYU could be scheduling with the Seminoles. It appears that one is gone. As I said previously on this podcast, Notre Dame is still an option for BYU, but I think the longer you go without something coming out, speaking of Notre Dame and BYU, it makes me think that that one's probably dead. And I understand there'd be a lot of angst for BYU if they don't play a Power 5 team this year. But let's be real, folks. There are a number of programs. What We're down to like 75, 74 teams that are going to be playing football this fall, according to current reports right now. That means there's almost 60-whatever teams who are not playing, including your chief rivals, both Utah State and Utah. They're not playing football this fall, folks. So if you're going to complain about the schedule for BYU, man... You've got to be a miserable human being. And I don't mean to be rude, but come on. BYU's planning on playing football. Let's enjoy that part of it. That's what I'm looking forward to, is just seeing the Cougars playing football this fall. We all would have hoped and killed and died and just absolutely gone to heaven had BYU been able to play this during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. I get that this virus has just weighed on everybody's minds. It's brought people down. There's all kinds of issues with it. But the simple fact of the matter is that BYU football is going to be playing games this fall. Get on board. Stop it with the griping, the moaning, the DMs, the tweets at Tom Homo and the like, complaining about the lack of Power 5 teams on the, on the schedule. 
I get that you would like to see BYU face the big boys. I completely get it. Just be grateful that BYU is pushing forward to play games this fall. That's all I'm asking. BYU very easily could have said, you know what? Everybody else is canceling this season. We're going to back out too. They did not do that. They're trying to put a product on the field that BYU fans can enjoy because they, I think they understand how important football is to people. And I give them massive credit for pushing through this. They have done all of the right things, pushed all of the right buttons, put all the right protocols in place to protect their players so that they have hopes of playing this fall. Obviously, two and a half weeks to go to this game against Navy. A lot could still happen between now and then. But let's just sit back and realize how privileged we are as BYU fans, in my case as a media member, that the Cougars have every intent of playing games. Stop it with the complaining about the fact that there's no Power 5 team on that schedule right now. It's an outside shot that they get one on the schedule this year, but this year is strange as anything I've ever is as strange as anything I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm not that old. I'm only in my mid 30s, but I have seen a lot in my life. This year, speaking of 2020, is one of the most unique things I have ever seen in my entire life. Let's just be happy that BYU is playing football. And you know what? Next year, if things get back to normal, then we can get back to griping about the fact that there's too many or too little Power 5 teams on BYU's schedule. This year, let's just let it go. All right, I'll step off my soapbox. We'll talk a little bit more BYU football here in a moment. Uh, The best Cougar to have worn the number 17. Who might that be? Plenty of great finalists. We'll run that down for you here in just a minute. We'll also catch up on some other BYU sports news in terms of the BYU Athletic Department. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. I've told you guys a lot about this company, and I will continue to tell you a lot about this company. But the biggest thing I want you guys to know is that All Guard Pest Control is the best pest control company out there. They're a local company here along the Wasatch Front. So if you live here in Utah, up and down the Wasatch Front Corridor, I'm talking Ogden to what, Santaquin, maybe even Nephi. Seth Baird and his team are the people you should trust for your pest control needs. They take care of my home. They take care of thousands of people's homes around the state, especially along the Wasatch Front Corridor, and they'd be happy to take care of yours as well. Top-notch customer service. You can look online at their reviews, five-star reviews up and down the board. People cannot rave enough about what Seth and his team do. The best part is Seth is a massive BYU fan, so when you give him a call and his team a call, tell them the locked-on Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you, and guess what? They're going to hook you guys up. They'll take care of you as well as they take care of me. And I love it. I love what All Guard Pest Control does. I give them my full 110% endorsement of trusting them with your home and the protection of it from pests. They use the safest products in the industry. You know they're going to be safe around your family, your your pets, anybody on the inside of your home while keeping the bugs on the outside. And also, they're taking the utmost precautions right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. They're wearing masks, they're wearing shoe covers, they're wearing gloves when they come in your home. They don't want to make you guys feel uncomfortable. They will do exactly as you please in terms of treating your home. You only want them to spray on the exterior, they'll handle that. You want them to come in and spray a specific part but not the entire house, they will customize their service plan to your needs. I can promise you that. Give them a call. 801-851-1812. That's All Guard Pest Control, the best pest control company here in Utah. Trust them with your business. I do. I hope you will as well. You also can learn more about this company by going online to allguardpestcontrols.com. Learn more about them. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. Once again, the phone number, 801-851-1812. That's our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. As we wrap things up here on a Friday, guys, let's run down the best Cougar. Our player countdown series rolls on. We're at number 17 today. Who is the best former Cougar to have won the number 17? Well, let's run down the finalists for you guys. Let you know who you you had a chance to vote on. And if you haven't heard already, you can go follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCougars. And you can vote in these polls. We do them nearly daily. I know the last week or so, it's gotten a little off kilter just with all the news flowing in for BYU. We haven't gotten to it every day, but wanted to get to number 17 today as we continue to count you down to the college football season. And today's finalists include former BYU wide receiver Andy Boyce, one of the greatest wide receivers in the 1990s, late 80s as well. Great player. Former BYU middle blocker for the men's volleyball program, Futi Tavana, a great athlete, a guy that just didn't look like he belonged on the volleyball court, to be honest, because he was built like a linebacker, but he happened to be six foot nine and could jump out of the gym. A great athlete, a three-time All-American for the men's volleyball program. Futi was a great player. I enjoyed watching him play. We also have former BYU women's soccer star, Alicia Kramer-Rose, one of the best forwards in BYU women's soccer history, just a goal-scoring machine and just a great player overall. And then finally, former BYU wide receiver and now BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach, Aaron Roderick. So a great finalist group here and actually had a pretty tight vote between the two football players on this. Andy Boyce won the fan vote with 52% of the vote. Aaron Roderick in second place with 30.7%. Alicia Kramer Rose with 14.7%. And Futi Tavana. Apparently people don't remember what he did for the men's volleyball program. Just 2.7% of the vote. So very interesting results all the way around. But I think Andy Boyce is a pretty good selection here because what he did for the Cougars from the late 80s to the early 90s. He played as a senior during Ty Detmer's uh, Heisman Trophy winning campaign put up all kinds of monster statistics and was an academic All-American during his career. Just, man, Andy Boyce, you can't find a better receiver who epitomized Guys who didn't necessarily have the elite size, the elite speed, but man, found a way to get open and just put up stats like you wouldn't believe. His career totals 81 receptions, 1,251 yards, 13 touchdowns. And if you remember back in the day, those of you who are old enough to remember this, the Lavelle Edwards offense, they rarely had guys who had blazing 4-4 speed and were 6'5 and 220 and carved out of granite, it seemed like. Most guys were like Andy Boyce. Six foot, what, 170 pounds soaking wet. But what Andy Boyce had was the ability to find holes in the opposing defense, sit in that hole, and the quarterbacks just found him. That's what BYU did so well for so many years. I'm excited for the offense this year for BYU because I really feel like they're getting back to that where they'll take what the defense gives you, but they'll also take their opportunities to go down the field. I really like the offense that BYU has designed over the last couple of years. I really feel like it's going to come together this year, barring major injuries, obviously, and all that different thing. But a guy like Andy Boyce, I think a pretty solid selection, and I'm going to agree with the fan vote today, is Andy Boyce is the best Cougar to have worn the number 17. Over the weekend, coming up this weekend, I'm going to count down number 16 and number 15. I know number 15 is going to have a fiery competitor as one of the favorites to win that vote. 
Max Hall, you're coming up here, buddy. Uh, but a lot to talk to talk to you guys about over the weekend in that regard. We'll hopefully hear from our practice insiders a little bit more about what we, they learned from the BYU scrimmage. So we'll bring that to you as well. So a lot to get to on the weekend. But one final note before we go today is there are two Cougars who've been named to the Reese's Senior Bowl preseason top 250 list. And what this is, is essentially like a combine list for the Reese's Senior Bowl. Players who go to the Senior Bowl down there in Mobile, Alabama, you are considered to be one of the better draft prospects out of the senior class. It's an opportunity to get in front of all NFL teams, their GMs, scouting departments, etc., in a game format and show what you can do. Well, BYU actually has two guys on this preseason list, and the two names you're probably thinking of as seniors. Matt Bushman, very easy person to consider on this list. I would actually be stunned if he's not invited to the Reese's Senior Bowl We'll see what happens, but he is absolutely a slam dunk guy. Other one might be slightly more uh, of a surprise, but it's Tristan Hodge. Tristan has done a great job battling back from an injury that ended his season midway through last year. He's back. He's healthy. He had a minor ding earlier on in fall camp. There was some concern that early on that it might be a little more serious than it actually was, but I've heard that he is returning to practice here in the near future. If not today, I would expect over the weekend, probably early next week, he's back in there and really showing what he can do. When he's healthy, Tristan is about as good as an offensive lineman as BYU has. He does have an NFL future ahead of him, I feel like. I understand that James Empey and Brady Christensen probably are the more thought-of NFL prospects along BYU's offensive line, and both of them being juniors can declare early for the NFL draft if they so desire after this upcoming season. But I'm telling you guys, Tristan Hodge, the work he has put in to get his body back to 100%, he's put on a lot of good weight. Eric Mateos noted that earlier this week with the media that he's up to, what, 310 or 320? Tristan Hodge very much looks like a guy who's going to play at the next level, and I'm looking forward to it. He's one of my favorite interviews on this team. He's always respectful when you talk to him, has great thoughts, very personable, but also just a mauler on the field and a great addition to the BYU football program as a transfer from Notre Dame. It's good to see both him and Matt Bushman getting that opportunity to be on the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, uh, senior, Reese's Senior Bowl, excuse me, not Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, Reese's Senior Bowl preseason top 250 list. You guys can tell what I'm going to eat after this podcast. I'm going to get myself a peanut butter cup. All right, that's going to do it for this Friday edition of the show, guys. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. It is a ton of fun to be with you guys each and every day. As I mentioned, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Same name, Locked On Cougars on all three of them. My personal Twitter feed, if you like my random musings on life, sports, and everything in between, check me out at Locked, at not Locked On Cougars. You can do that, but also at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to email us anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address for the podcast. Have a great rest of your weekend. If we don't talk to you before Monday, hopefully you guys have a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys stay cool. It's supposed to be hot once again here in Utah. It's summer. It is what it is. But guess what? Football's on its way, folks. Get excited for that. Have a good one. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 21st, 2020. We'll catch you guys tomorrow, maybe on Monday. Have a good one.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.